With the increase in virtual meetings on platforms like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, GoToMeetings, and others, communicating with clients, prospective customers, and networking with clients from all over the world is so convenient. But the accessibility of these digital meetings has limited one of the most powerful communication tools, our bodies, particularly when it comes to using our hands. Stay tuned, friends, because in this episode, we're giving you 12 effective ways you can use your hands to express yourself, build trust, engage with your audience, all in an effort to help you positively stand out on your next virtual meeting. You're listening to the Sticky Brand Lab Podcast, where time-strapped professionals like you learn how to create a business you love in as little as three hours a week. We humans are great at communicating, particularly when it comes to using nonverbal cues such as facial expressions, body posture, and gestures. With that being said, Lori, would you say that effective communication in the digital world has become increasingly more challenging? Yes, especially when it pertains to virtual meetings. And I'm talking about meetings, whether they're with clients, you're attending a webinar, conference, even social events. Why do you think that is? Well, I think one reason is because when we started using video conferencing in the beginning, the feedback that so-called professionals were telling us was that you needed to remain stoic. And that totally goes against what we naturally do when we engage as humans. A matter of fact, 65% of people are visual learners. So in just a matter of milliseconds, our micro expressions convey a warmth, a distance. They convey so much information. And when you tell somebody who's a visual learner not to act natural on camera, it feels like we're more robotic. A matter of fact, a couple studies have come out that demonstrate when we use hand gestures, the people on the other side feel closer to the person speaking, that it helps clarify learning and communication. One other finding was that people pay more attention when we use hand gestures. So telling people to remain stoic or to tone down their hand gestures goes against our natural learning style. Absolutely. I think one of the unintended consequences of the advice to stay still on camera is that it's contributed to, at least for virtual communication, just confusion and miscommunication when you're in that type of forum. Because we're seeing people on the small screen, it's easy to miss as well as misread social cues that you might have naturally picked up if you were in person. And by that, of course, I'm referring to body language. And again, going back to earlier advice, it was recommended that you not use your hands because they said the jarring movement would be a problem. You're not flailing your arms about, you're just having natural gestures, right? Exactly. Another way to think about this is when you text a person, they don't hear you in the way that you intended. They hear you in the way they are reading the message. So here, when you remain still, it's not natural. People fill in the gap. You might be cruising Amazon online, but they only see you looking serious. So they can misread that as disengagement, being frustrated, angry, whatever it is is just simply because they've misread the information. So here's the good news. This is solvable. 
When you think about in person and you meet somebody for the very first time, you're likely to give a hand gesture of shaking hands. If it's family or friends, you have your arms open in a hug. When you approve of a performance or at the end of a live in-person event, you might applaud the speaker. So how do you incorporate body language onto the screen? Exactly. Consider this. One study found that when there is a delay in reading cues, it can result in people judging their colleagues as being less attentive and less friendly. And that's why we're here today. (laughs) It's in our continued effort to help you stand out so you can make a positive impact on screen. Absolutely. So today we're just going to focus on one aspect and that is using our hands. And that's because I think more people do nod, but our hands have still remained in our lap or on our desk or likely on our keyboard while we're doing typing. But when you're speaking, you want to think about the fact that you're communicating. How is the other person understanding what you're having to say. So using your hands actually can help clarify information. It engages others. It builds trust. It builds connection. And of course, when somebody's using their hands, you're going to pay attention. So it actually elevates listening. So before we get into hand gestures, there are three things you'll want to do before you even get on your next video conference call. First one, establish the correct distance between your body and the computer screen. You want the camera positioned so that it captures your upper torso and the distance from your torso is about an arm and a half length. So just extend your arm out in front of you. And if you have to move your chair away from the camera, sit back, relax in your chair, and that just makes sure that you're you're not too close and not too far. And that way, too, when you do bring your hands on screen, they're not going to be so close that they look distorted on camera. Tip number two is to make sure your camera is at the correct angle and position. You do not want people to be looking up your nose or to appear like you're looking down your nose at your audience. And likewise, you don't want them looking down at you, not to mention you don't want neck strain from having to look up at your camera all the time. So what you really want is to be looking literally eye to eye with your audience, the other people on screen. So make your camera position be as close to what might be natural if you're looking somebody eye to eye. Keep in mind, here's what a lot of people don't realize is that the little light that indicates your camera is on is not necessarily where you need to be looking. What you need to do is actually look down. And with my system, it's even a little bit to the right before it looks like you're actually looking somebody in the eye. If somebody who's seeing you on camera look feels like they are looking you in the eye, that's the placement of your eye on the screen. So what I did at one point is just took a sticky note and played around with where my eyes landed by taking screenshots or camera shots until I found a place on my screen where it looked like I was actually looking in the camera, not above it or below it or to the side. So you want to find out what is the sweet spot for your camera. Or get a partner because you and I did this so that I could figure out where it looked like I was looking into your eyes. And since then, it's completely changed the way that I appear on camera. Another component about having the camera at the correct angle and position is keeping in mind 
where the frame of the picture is. So you can be creating all of these hand gestures that we're going to be talking about. But if they're out of the frame, all people can see is your elbows (laughs) flapping around (laughs) or they're in your lap and they can't really tell how exuberant you're gesturing. So keep mindful of where the frame is of you, your torso, your presence on camera. And also keep in mind that that can change the more people join that meeting. Sometimes the picture frame can get smaller and smaller the more people join. And so you have to intentionally keep your hands closer to your body in order for them to show up in the frame. Oh, yeah. You might even have to step back your distance from your camera in order to give more space for your hands to appear. And so the third tip before you even start the Zoom meeting is to think about your lighting placement. If you're sitting in the shadows, people aren't going to be able to see that engaged expression or all of this body language you're going to talk about. And this can be, especially if you have overhead lighting that can create a lot of shadows, or if the window or light source is behind you, the front of you is going to be in a shadow or it's going to be backlit. Try to make sure that there is some light on your face. And the one caveat is if you have glasses on, play with that. You want to place the light at such an angle that your lenses, your glasses lenses are not reflecting the lamp or the light source so that you end up having two bright yellow dots where your eyeballs go. So before we even begin with the 12, I'm going to give a bonus first. Oftentimes when we're waiting to speak, our hands are in our lap, they're on our desktop, or they're typing. Keep in mind that one position that you could keep your hands in is kind of that power pose where the points of your fingers are together. And so it's kind of at that chest point, more like resembling the power pose that just shows authority and leadership. So there's your bonus right from the start. (laughs) That always reminds me of Mr. Spock thinking. From Star Trek. <laughs> it's a great example, and it's probably why it's considered a more of a power pose. But the feedback in research has shown it's a very positive signal. People give a lot of respect in a positive way. They really see somebody who holds their palms together in that moment as knowledgeable. When you say power pose, I had originally thought of that pose where Amy Cuddy talks about her hands on her hips. We're not saying put your hands on your hips and make sure your torso shows. What you're describing is the fingertips touching each other in front of your chest, right? Yes, exactly right. All right. So there's your bonus. You got your bonus first. And now we're going to go into the 12 hand gestures. The first one is the list. Here, if you are talking and making points anywhere from one point to 10 points, use your fingers to indicate the number that you are speaking about. So point number one would be one finger, point number two, two fingers, and so forth. The reason this is effective is it matches what people see with what they're hearing, and they're able to follow you and follow the conversation. Hand gesture number two, showing or demonstrating a tiny bit. So as you would using your index finger and your thumb to indicate a small amount, you're doing the same thing here in that gesture. When it comes to gesturing small, medium, and large, this is where you would indicate by putting your hands spaced, palms facing each other, maybe around two inches, three inches apart for small, extended a little farther out for medium, and even farther out for large. 
The fourth hand gesture presents this and that. And that is where you extend both palms up and imagine that you have two ideas. One idea is in one hand. The other idea is in the other hand. And as you talk about each idea, you're emphasizing it with the appropriate hand. Fifth gesture is the shrug with your hands. So just as you're shrugging your shoulders, you also shrug your hands and open up your palms, lay your palms out flat as you shrug your hands. Side note to that open palm gesture, it's also considered, especially in person, as a gesture of being open to new ideas. Ah, very good. Very good. Well, the sixth gesture is the gesture that says so-so. So you're taking a hand and palm side down, flat, and you just waver it from side to side. Hand gesture number seven, using your thumbs. Thumbs up, facing, sideways, neutral, down. And you can use one hand or both hands to signal your acceptance, approval, or lukewarm feeling about it. Hand gesture number eight, the silent clap. This is really showing an endorsement of, support of, and it is just as it says. You're kind of clapping your hands, but silently. Another way to think about that is wiggling both hands vertically, which has been jazz hands or in the deaf community, also applause. Hand gesture number nine, your hand over your heart. You can use this with one hand over the other or just one hand over the heart. This is to demonstrate concern or care. Now, I've also seen this with using two hands, one hand on your chest, the other over that hand and moving out towards the camera as in I'm sending you care. I'm sending you concerned. I'm sharing that moment with you. Gesture number 10 raise your hand to ask a question. And of course, you can always hit the icon, but when you're raising your hand, it's a literal body language and it does attract attention. Gesture number 11, the double wave. And so your hands are actually above your head and you're waving them in a synchronous manner, more or less left to right. And hand gesture number 12, the wave, just waving to say goodbye. Hello. How are you? It's good to see you. Sayonara. <laughs> so if you enjoyed this episode and you want to learn more, be sure to check out our other couple of episodes on virtual meetings, such as episode 68, where stylist Solita Roberts gives us tips and recommendations for creating a unique professional fashion style for virtual meetings. And you might also want to check out episode number 70, where we talk about body language, seven essential tips so you can stand out in Zoom meetings. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope it makes all the difference in you getting started on your business so you can create your best and most exciting life. If you found the information shared here today helpful, let us know by posting here where you're listening or on our Facebook page. Not sure how to turn your idea into a profitable side business? Contact us at stickybrandlab.com forward slash contact. We'd be happy to help you. Be sure to come back next Tuesday and every Tuesday for another informative, inspiring, and motivating episode. And remember, actions create results. So tap into your desire to create a business and brand you love by taking 1% action every day. Small steps, big effects. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs>
<laughs> and the just silent, your, <laughs> the the silent, silent clam. 